Unlimited is a weekly relationships podcast that focuses on how to develop, improve, and sustain thriving marriages. Our goal is to help you establish strong relationships with yourself and with those around you. I invite you today to adventure on the beauty of relationships, the joy of discovering your potentials, as well as those of your spouse. Hi, I'm Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach, and I'm all about relationships. Welcome to Love Unlimited. Hello and welcome to another session of Love Unlimited with Helen and today we are going to look at marital values. That is something that I've always wanted to talk about in detail because marital values are as varied as the couples we have in this planet. However, we have something standard. For instance, let me give you an example of automated machines. We know that small vehicles generally use gas or petrol as you call it they use fuel to move from place to place without gas the vehicle cannot move in this new generation we have electrical vehicles that need charging at different electrical charging stations so that they can move we have also seen innovations of solar powered vehicles we have seen battery powered vehicles exclusively but these are still in their infancy stage the major majority of everyone else uses a gas or a diesel fueled vehicle and when we look at it it is something that helps us move from one place to another it is an important commodity that's why we have many countries coming together and becoming conglomerates or commanders of the fuel price oil price in the world today we have opec we have several others but opec is pretty much the one that runs the show we have also vehicles that use propane and those are few and far apart in whichever way you look at it any vehicle that's worth its name needs a form of fuel, a form of energy source to move from one place to another. Marriages are not very different. They need fuel. They need propane of its kind. They need gas. They need diesel, whatever the couples decide that their engine will use so that they can be able to move forward, so that they can be able to progress, so that they can be able to project whatever they want to do and still work together so that they can achieve their marital goals. This fuel Everyone would lift their hands up if I asked a question and they would say the fuel is love. Well, love makes the world go around, I bet, and I guess that's the main fuel. However, love alone cannot survive in a place where the engine or the couple does not work together. The fuel alone called love cannot work in an engine where there is no grease, where there is no cohesion, where there is no electricity burning the things in it. And these are the things we're going to look at. The other fuels that make an engine work, the 
are the fuels that make marriage worth its name, that make couples become the envy of the society, that make a certain couple be admired by other people, or even children, that makes couples make others look at them and say, I would like my marriage to be like that. Or when I grow up, I want to have a marriage just like that. Love is number one, definitely. And I've always said, with the exception of arranged marriages where couples get to learn to love each other as they go along. In other cases, we have grease, we have heavy oil, we have lubricants, we have other gaskets and all these things that help an engine run. I will look at marriage as an engine that needs all these lubricants and we're going to look at them one by one. The first one is trust. It is virtually impossible to live with a spouse who is untrustworthy. You cannot go very far if you don't trust your spouse. Trust helps you share roles, share responsibilities and believe and get to know or have that inner conviction that your other partner is going to do their part as well. It is that part where loyalty is tested and stands the test. For instance, if it's about sexual relationship, you trust your partner enough to know even if your partner lives far from you, works very far, or maybe has to travel for a long time away from you, you know deep inside you that your spouse is going to stay and remain faithful to you. You don't have to hire a PI, a private investigator, or a person out there to double check on your spouse's behavior. That is very important. The main reason why trust is very important as a lubricant in marriage is because you are seldom with your husband or your wife 24 hours long. It is rare. And sometimes with life as it is, one of you may be required to travel places for long. You trust that your spouse will remain faithful. You trust that your spouse is telling you the truth when they tell you they are going to work out or very far or they have to travel. You trust that they will also remember that they also have responsibilities in this family and they have to focus on that. You also trust that the driving factor for that spouse to go away is so that in the longer near future or whenever in the future that he stops traveling, you will have a better life. They have to go in the short term, work in a far place to make money or to make an income or to even to make savings so that the next generation or even you as a couple in your old age you will have a better life. The idea of trust cannot be emphasized enough. When I look at a couple and I'm counseling them and I hear that they lack trust, I often hit a roadblock. I don't know how to help them. I cannot really teach a couple to have trust on each other. That is something in it, something in them. They have to work it at that challenge at whatever reason why they don't trust each other together.
I cannot teach a couple how to have trust on each other. It has to be earned if it was ever broken between each of you. So trust is uncompromisable. It is the first most important lubricant after love. The second one is respect. And this is something I keep talking in my podcasts, if you have been following me, that respect is crucial. Why do I keep saying it all the time? Because it has come to me very, very many times that spouses do not respect each other. They easily call each other vulgar names, label each other, can I say the word sinful? Sinful titles. You know, you just abhor those words. You can't even tell them to someone that you love. And I ask myself this question, why do couples label each other bad names? For instance, there's this video I was watching and a spouse was calling, a man was calling his wife fool. You know what I always believe? If you call your spouse a fool, that makes you the bigger fool for having married a fool. You shouldn't. If you call your wife lazy, that makes you the dumber person for having married a lazy person. Anytime you label your spouse, don't think you will look better. It even makes you look worse for having made that choice to marry a worse off person. You look worse. So avoid labeling your spouse because every time you label your spouse, call your spouse names, it is a two-way coin. You are the other side of that coin. And 100% of the time, it's never a positive one. It also gives me the idea that if you can call your spouse names and not even feel remorse, you either have a very bad upbringing as you grew up or you have adopted a hostile culture in your marriage. So it's either or. And both of those two do not help a marriage thrive. I don't think I can kiss a man whom I loved or love and he has labeled me negatively. I don't think I can even love and trust someone who labels me negative labels. That is something to remember. If there is no respect, then even trust and love will not grow. You will notice as we go along these lubricants, these values, that None is less important. They all coexist in harmony. One cannot miss. One cannot be compromised. One cannot be lesser. I have only listed them according to my value, my view. There are people to whom respect is not as important as faith or as hard work or as anything else, but they love each other still. For me, this is the the way I see more important. Trust comes first after love, then respect. And the third one is faith. If you don't have faith in yourself, in your relationship, in the future, and above all, in God who created both of you, you are just walking dead. You don't have hope. You don't have a future because future comes by believing that it is coming. Things happen by believing that you can execute them. Things happen by believing that you are part of that event. If you do not believe in your relationship, 
You don't have faith in marriage, then don't even think about getting married. And if you have, good luck with making it work. Faith is absolutely important in every aspect of life. That lubricant, without it, the engine will not move. You need to learn how to pray together. You need to learn how to converse each to each other and transfer faith and trust in each other. I will tell you one of the most important words my husband tells me. I trust in you. I have faith in your abilities. I believe you can do this. I believe you are going far. I believe we have a lot to do. We have a lot of potential. That kicks me up. It just gives me energy to start doing more and more of the good things that I would like to do. Number four, hard work. Nobody likes a couch potato. Nobody likes a lazy Susan. And I'm not talking about the equipment in the kitchen. I'm talking about lazy girl. If your name is Susan, pardon me. It's just a name that is used in the Western world to just label people who are lazy. I can use lazy Michael, lazy John. Nobody likes a lazy wife or a lazy husband because life in itself is not created, is not meant for the lazy ones. Even the Bible says whoever does not work should not eat. God worked in seven, six days and rested the seventh. All warriors have to go out to hunt and work and fight. Today we have to wake up and hustle every single day. You cannot be sleeping in bed until 10 a.m. expecting your spouse to go hustle, work hard, struggle, come bring you everything. You might say that you're the queen of the house. I have news for you. The queen of England wakes up at 7.30 a.m. every morning and has a routine and things to do and people to address. What's your routine? You can't sleep late and expect success. You can't be lazy and expect success. You can't sleep in and expect success. You can't grow love on a lazy garden. No, all spouses must work in whichever way they are gifted, talented, and blessed so that their marriage can thrive. Teamwork. If couples are not teamwork players... It will be like putting two soccer teams to represent one. For instance, if it is Manchester United and Barcelona in the field, for those who like soccer, and Manchester United brings in Arsenal, a half team of Arsenal and another half team of Manchester United in the field. Do you think that team, whichever way we call it, will see the light of day of success? No. There will be conflict, there will be fights, there will be unexpected moves, there will be confusion. Some may even do score against themselves, which will happen often, and there will be total mistrust. This is where the marriage falls apart. If you're not a team player in a marriage, you might as well count your marriage doomed. Being a team player means... Planning together, executing your roles effectively, not necessarily together. If you have divided your roles, each one must do them effectively. Giving feedback when required, motivating each other, correcting each other in love, praying together, playing together, and 
reviewing your successes together, celebrating together, crying together, and doing all these things as our team does. Without teamwork, your marriage is like North Pole and South Pole trying to have the sun at the same time. It will not work. You might as well just call it quits. I'm not encouraging divorce, but I'm telling you, if you're not a team player, please don't get married. If you don't know how to work with your spouse, seek coaching, seek advice, seek counseling, seek on methods, or even read about how to grow to be a better team player. How can you improve that? Nothing in these values cannot be learned. If you are willing as a spouse or as a partner, you can learn them. And I have more of this information on my book, Takes Two to Tango, which you can get on my website, www.guruhelen.com, or you can even go to amazon.com and get your copy. For more coaching and learning lessons about marriage and what makes it work, please visit guruhelen.com. There are many podcasts, many blogs, and many lessons that I have written, spoken, or shared about in that website. And until next week, this is Helen wishing you peace and love to you all. Goodbye.